The following podcast contains coarse language and adult themes. This week on the show, post its insane season three wrap-up, we're crawling up dicks and fighting super Nazis. It's Jeff Bezos's, sorry, Amazon Prime's original, The Boys. I'm Riggs. And I'm Adi. And this is the Film Addicts Podcast. Hey folks, and welcome back to the Filmatics Podcast. We're so happy to have you here. Addy, how are you, mate? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm absolutely dandy. It's good to be back. We had a little bit of a break there, um, but uh, we're back talking the boys. The boys are back in town, and uh, we're going to rap about it, but um, some pretty some pretty big shits come down the pipe. I mean, I know that they had, um, oh Christ, what's the big thing that just happened? The big the big comic convention thing? I want to uh, say WonderCon. It's not WonderCon. <laughs> It's Comic-Con. It's just Comic-Con, right? Oh, fucking moron. Yeah. I was going to say WonderCon. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and uh, a lot of stuff came out of that. We're not going to get too much into that because there was an awful lot of information, particularly out of the Marvel camp, talking about what they're going to be releasing for the next 482 years. Um, all looks great. Uh, but we're going to get into some nerd news. Uh, would you like to do some nerd news? Let's do some nerd news. We should. Before we do it, though... We have to shout out my main man, JP. Uh, JP. Yes. <laughs> JP is the person who uh, wrote the thing. Well, I mean, he wrote a song and we use that as the theme uh, uh, for the show. Um, and he got in touch with me and he's like, what are you using that shit music for in the rest of the thing? And I'm like, I don't know, JP, what do you want to do? And he's like, I'm going I'm to I'm help you out. I'm going I'm to do your solid. And he sent me a new nerd news theme. So this is, thanks very much to Johnny. Um, and, and we'll put his, you know, in the, in the post, you always see him there, music by. Uh, so click on there. He's got a new album coming out. And this song is actually from the new album, but it's also our nerd news theme. It's nerd news. Awesome thing. Kind of sounds a bit newsy as well, which is very cool. But let's get into the nerd news. Um, so yes, thank you again, Johnny, for that. Um, uh, yeah, there's a huge stuff coming out of Marvel. We might save that when they do their D23 uh, thingamajig. Um, but we've got a couple of really, really interesting shits. Um, for instance, Ben Affleck's The Batman will feature in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom after a fashion. I don't know how this is going to work. Jeez. How how are they how so, are they possibly gonna you know what I mean like I don't I don't know what that is. How does he's he? Batman returning. Yeah, he's Batman returning. Yeah, absolutely. Which is kind of my favourite. So, but I just I mean, is he going to be under the water? I hope so. Um, I don't know if that's actually going to be. That the would be cool. Wouldn't it be cool? That would be cool though. Scuba de- scuba gear Batman. That's been a toy at some point. Uh, but always welcome back, the Beneflex. Uh, to to the the you know the DC gamut of stuff. Um, this one I found really really cute. Kurt Russell and his son Wyatt. You all may remember Wyatt from uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He played the the new Captain America, and then he would end up becoming U.S. agent. Is that right? Yep. And he also played Zook in Twenty Two Jump Street. 
He did too. That's right. And he's in um he's in a TV show that's on. I think it's a Hulu original, but in Australia it's just on Disney Plus because we don't have Hulu here. But it's an FX show called Under the Banner of Heaven with Andrew Garfield, and he plays like a a militant Latter Day Saints member, and he's really good in that. But him and his dad, the famous Kurt Russell, the wonderful Kurt Russell, the joy that is Kurt Russell. It's my birthday. If you if you don't know what that's from, look up Goldie Horn and and Kurt Russell on Instagram. There's a video where she's like, "What's going on?" And he like looks at the camera, and goes, "It's my birthday," and they're like at a winery. It's just fucking adorable. But anyway, regardless of all that, they are going to star in Apple's Godzilla series. Apple TV is doing is doing a Godzilla series, and the Russells are going to be in it. Damn. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in too. I thought. I thought the whole Godzilla thing was owned by WB. Apparently not. It might be. It might be. Um, like we talked about the other week. Um, uh, it might be public domain because you know I don't know when the first Godzilla oh, yeah. movie was produced, but it's it'll be a while ago. Um, so maybe there, it's a character that's you know anybody can use. I, I'm not really sure, but I'm I'm looking forward to two Russells. Two Russells and a Godzilla. Yes. That should be the name of the show. <coughs> Probably not. Um, on this one, I thought that you might you might love you might love this uh, post Comic Con. Uh, you know, announcing all the new films that are coming out and all the big huge stuff. Uh, Mr. Harry Styles has reportedly signed a five movie deal with Marvel to play Star Fox um, or Eros who is the, I believe he's the brother of Thanos. Um, and yeah, he's, he appeared in the end credits or the mid credit scene in the Eternals popped up there. He has a 500, uh, sorry, a five picture deal, a hundred million dollars. I'm so excited. It's intense. So he's going to have to be getting his own stuff. Yeah. I mean, they do it's not officially announced, but they had an Aeros like series of film in development. Yeah. I really hope that that comes to fruition because I am so looking forward to Harry Styles on screen. You have no idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've got, um, what's the one that he's in with, with Francis Pugh? Oh, uh, don't wait. Francis, you don't fucking wait. ape. Sorry. Florence Pugh. Uh, yeah. Don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. Yeah, that's coming out shortly. Um, it's fantastic, and uh, well, I haven't seen it, but I, it looks fantastic. Um, and and yeah, and then and then Eros all day and all night. Well, good on him. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, let's make it happen. Uh, this one literally just I've just noticed this uh, as I was going through the saved stories that I have, which is how I do it on. For 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 the nerd news, is I go through and I save stuff I think is interesting. One of them was. Um, uh, a lot of the second Joker picture with Joaquin Phoenix will reportedly take place in Arkham Asylum, which is pretty cool. Um, if they do a bit of a translation of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, if they do a bit of a translation of the actual Arkham Asylum comic book that Grant Morrison did, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, they're going to have to bring Batman into it, right? I mean, is is there ever a Joker story without Batman? Like he, he has to be there, right? Yeah, well, I mean, Bruce is in the uh, baby Bruce. 
Baby, yeah, baby, Bruce. baby Bruce is in the Joker. You know, he's, he's he's as a child, he's there. So, you know, let's say the Joker's been in lockup for ten years. He might be a kid, yeah. but still, you know, there there might be a, a version of Batman there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if we get a Batman in that universe, we'll have three Batmans. So. That's a lot. That's too many Batmans. Yeah, that's too just... many Batmans. It's getting confusing. Plus, it's, it's going to have Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn in it. So, I don't think there's room for Batman. No. Yeah, that's... <laughs> it might be a bit much. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe they're... I don't know. I really don't know what that movie's going to be because, like, Joker had a finality to it. You know, he I know that he kind of... It ends with him sort of, you know, killing... Spoilers, by the way, for the movie that came out in 2019. But... Um, yeah, it kind of ends with him sort of walking out and, um, uh, you know, the blood footprints and he's obviously just killed that therapist and he's at some sort of insane asylum. Doesn't, I think it says Arkham at the start, I'm not sure. Um, but that there was a finale, like where do you go? What's the next story? Um, and also how do you make this guy, there was a sympatheticness to him and I say that like very lightly because he's still a vicious yeah. murderer. Like it was, it was, it was Henry. Um, portrait of a serial killer it wasn't or, or House of Jack built you weren't supposed to like this guy um, how do you make him even I mean he's watchable absolutely but he's still you know a vicious horrible murderer yeah yeah. that I, was my biggest yeah that was my biggest problem with the film like just like because like irrespective of how good the writing was and how amazing it looked you still know at the end of the day who's going to become the Joker. It's hard for me to relate with a person who's going to end up becoming that person. Mm. I just, I, I don't buy it. I buy the visuals, I buy the acting, I buy everything else. I just, I don't buy why I can't have a connection with that person. Yeah. It would be interesting to see what kind of take they do and how much deeper they go into his psyche. But yeah. We'll see. It'll be fun. We'll see. And uh, look, it's not said enough. It's got to be something about the character because two people who have portrayed the character have won Academy Awards. You yeah. Know? No one says that enough. It's like, what, that's the rarest thing on planet Earth. They talk about people, you know, multi-award winners of, of you know, multiple Oscar winners, you know, whether it's, um, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis has got like half a dozen or something like that. Um, he's got a line of them in his car, in his... In his um, on his bookshelf uh, the, and, and, you know, EGOT winners and stuff like that. No one ever talks about the fact that the Joker has won two Oscars. Yeah. And speaking of the Joker and all things Gotham, this one dropped uh, yesterday and there's more information coming through, but it's something I think we really need to talk about. And it, and it is a huge, huge problem with this kind of, you know, stuff, these kind of franchise things, um, you know, <sighs> The Batgirl feature film, which my understanding was to be a, a, a HBO Max release, not a theatrical release, has been indefinitely shelved by the studio heads at Warner Brothers, uh, a, a new guy, I believe, um, David uh, Zaslav. Um, basically, what's being said is that it's, you know, it doesn't adhere to what they're trying to do with these characters, but then more information's come out and said maybe it's a tax write-off. And then more information's come out and said, 
there was a test screening in which it got 30% out of 100 or something. And they're like, well, we're not going to waste money on getting it finished then. Um, I don't know what the truth is. There's a lot of lot of shit going on, but this is, you know, and I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's any good, but just how disrespectful to do it without telling anybody. The two directors found out while they were at a fucking wedding, you know, not a phone call, nothing, you know, all the actors, you know, and these aren't, these aren't small actors, you know. I'm, uh, the, the young lady who plays um, uh, uh, Batgirl, um, you know, as, as far as I understand, is, is sort of relatively new, uh, a new face, which is really great. Uh, was looking forward to seeing what she could do. But people like Brendan Fraser and Michael Keaton, you know, they're, they're not the kind of people whose films you cancel. Um, it's really crap. And, it, and it's that what we were talking about yesterday, Addy. It's where art meets commerce, and and I hate that because commerce is always going to win. You know, if they can't find a way to, you know, bank this, if they can't find a way to make money off this, and test screenings don't mean shit in my opinion. Like I don't think that that is a, a, an accurate gauge of the quality of a film. Um, and if you were just going to do it on HBO Max anyway, like what's the difference? It's ninety million dollars already. So what's the, what's the point? Look what happened with fucking Zack Snyder's Justice League. Did you not learn anything? You fucking you fuck up a movie and you release it and it does poorly and then you know three years later you get the director's cut anyway like just do it just put it out there and see what a reaction is you know but again I don't understand the ins and outs um, yeah I just feel bad for the crew and the cast and all the people who work so hard and put all this time in you know this young girl was cast as as Batgirl for crying out loud it must have been amazing to her. Uh, to, to be cast as that and then and be like, wow, this is, I'm, I'm going to be Batgirl. I'm going to be Batgirl for all time now. People are always going to remember you as that. I'm up there with, you know, everybody who's ever played that character before, either, you know, live action in the TV series uh, from the 60s or, you know, in, in cartoon form. I don't think she's been seen in, in, in uh, I know Barbara Gordon's been seen in like um, Birds of Prey, the TV series from the early 2000s, I think it was. But, you know, she was going to become iconic. Now is the time for it. And, um, and it's just been pulled out from under her. So, yeah. Uh, fuck corporate thinking, in my opinion. Yeah. Fuck all of it. I. It's hard because I haven't. I. I haven't fully talked about it. I was saving it for now for today. It's, um, it's it's something like it's kind of similar to what we talked about with the visual effects artists. Is that people just like. There's so many people attached to that film. And there's so many people who worked their asses off for years trying to get this character to just, just have this character in just one appearance. And it wasn't, it wasn't even supposed to be a theatrical release. So they, so they didn't have to market it in a way that it was going to be a theatrical release. And for fuck's sake, I mean, they're still going forward with the Flash film. Like, where's the fucking balance, man? Like... It hurts because it would have been the first ever introduction to Bat Family other than Batman. You would have opened gates for Nightwing, for for Deathstroke, for so many other characters. Mm. It just it's, it's depressing. And especially as fans of these characters, it's it's annoying when people don't don't like understand how important these these characters as these characters are 
Because yeah, fuck, they're fictional characters, but they're also they're also characters made by made by people who just love writing and people who love this people who love this medium. Mm. And then it's it's put into film where it can be a gateway for so many other people to love this character and love and then go back to the comics and then read those stories. It's it's so it's so frustrating that we hear again. Like, and I'm scared, man. I'm fucking scared because Blue Beetle has the same shit. It's almost done. Yeah. Everybody's We've had set photos of Talking about, you know, the Flash. Are they just going to cut their losses? You know, they're setting up this, this uh, you know, Michael Keaton as Batman. You know, they've, they've 86'd him from one film. Are they going to do a complete rebrand? It's just, it's such a mess. And it, and it's really, yeah, I mean, this, the storytelling is, is, is the thing that's sort of critical. And it's going to, if these are the choices that could be made, no one's going to want to do this stuff. You think that those two directors are going to accept a fucking studio job again, you know, for, for, for something that's a risk, like, like Batgirl, um, you know, in the, in the, well, it's not a huge risk because this stuff's popular now, but in, in what's going on, you know, Marvel gives them a call and like, hey, do you want to make something? Well, no, because I'm, I'm worried that this is going to happen again, that they're going to see this thing that's exactly. unfinished and make, a, and make a snap judgment on it based on, you know, because you can fucking write it off at the end of the year. Like, it's all very beige money changing hands thought processing and and you like if you want to make a successful film you need to keep that out of the way um but absolutely or or get someone who's in charge and who actually fucking likes these things like i bet a million dollars to the person who's making those calls right now and saying that we that we're not going forward with these these projects knows little to fucking nothing about these characters of course they're all soda salesmen, you know. They 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 buy and sell people at the drop of a hat, you know. They they make these de- these decisions from their ivory te- ivory towers. You know, it's a cliche, but it's true. You know, these these rich business type guys who you know completely uh, 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 negate all the work for all the technicians and and all the creatives and all the jesus christ the catering people for fuck's sake you know everybody who worked on batgirl and gave it their all uh you you know sitting on their golden toilets making a phone call saying nah we're going to write it off 90 million dollars and 90 million dollars isn't anything you know like that's uh, isn't nothing sorry that's a lot of money that's a lot of money to put in anything like how fucking dare you in these times do, do, like do, um, completely ignore something that costs that much money. It's just a write-off to you. Like, fuck you. Do you know how many people struggle in this world? In that industry as well. I'm not even talking about people who aren't in that industry and, you know, live in abject poverty or anything like that. I'm not I'm not trying to make a big issue out. I'm just saying $90 million in the film industry is a lot of money, you know, for those people to be hired and those people to continue to have jobs. Like, yeah. It's just such top-level corporate money counting decisions that I just, I just can't get my head around, you know? And, uh, I have something that I'm sharing with you right now, which kind of sheds light on what they might actually do with things coming out. Is this a, uh, okay. Yep. Just go on Instagram. Hold on one second. Yeah. 
This Warner is Brothers rumored, but now it's confirmed. Cancel its plans for the Sasha Kali starring Supergirl movie. That's right. She was to be um, introduced in the Flash, right? Man. Yep. How can you just destroy people's dreams and destroy people's hearts? How can you when I, force? When I when I got the news, it was rumored, but now it's confirmed. Yeah. In like a matter of minutes or something. Um, the thing is, Batgirl and Supergirl were supposed to be replacements for Superman and Batman. That was my understanding because, too. Because they were going out of the Snyderverse and trying to create their own shit. Mm. The problem here is that they don't they don't understand that Superman and Batman don't have to be dead for these characters to exist. Yeah. And well, clearly, I mean, Batman's going to be swimming around in a little bit. It's going to be ducking underwater yeah. and doing some blowing some bubbles. And Supergirl is elder, more stronger, more capable than Kal-El. Mm. And I, I reckon he's going to she... turn up in Black Adam, though. Oh, yeah. Like, WB or more, moreover DC is just like they're, they're, they're running away from the question that who's playing Superman and they want this big reveal that Henry Cavill is still playing Superman. It's not going to be a big reveal, man. Yeah. The only fight we want to see is Henry Cavill and The Rock. If you have, if you have fucking Duel of the Dead Rock, <laughs> let's do it those two beautiful yes. moments. let's make it happen come on come yeah. on give the give the people what they want give them Batgirl and give them dicks <laughs> that's what everybody wants if you have Brandon Routh show up as Superman then nobody would go a fuck I'd be cool with that I love Brandon Routh I think he's great he was recently in um well, not recently it was like last season or something, but I recently watched him uh, doing a run like a few episode run in the Nathan Fillion series, The Rookie, and fuck, he was good. Played this this horrible racist cop, and just like so against type because he's such a nice, genuinely nice guy, and he was he was great. So yeah, I put him in the cape. I don't give a shit. Not the racist version, yeah. obviously. <laughs> what a racist Superman! That's Could you imagine? Yeah, that's a that's a that's an Elseworlds story. It is. Well, I mean, yeah, Red, Red Sun, I guess, it sort of goes that way a little bit. And um, and I guess so does Injustice. But anyway, someone someone tooting you? <laughs> what the fuck just happened there? Yeah. <laughs> Intense. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that's that's what's going on in the news, and, it's, and, it, and it sucks. But what doesn't suck is the fantastic uh, TV series, like, is it a TV series? It's not a streamer. I guess. It's a series anyway. Uh, uh, the Boys, created by Eric Kripke of um, uh, Supernatural fame. He created that show, uh, which which tracks because, fantastically, this this season, just, just finished season three, we had um, a, a soldier boy uh, played by the the person who who looks so much like uh my best friend and, and writing partner ben that i often will post a picture of this guy um saying happy birthday when it's his birthday like <laughs> it's like happy birthday ben you're re- you really are supernatural but it's a picture of this guy jensen eccles wonderful wonderful actor um Yes, he appeared in this season. Uh, but yeah, originally was a, a comic book um, written by the wonderful Garth Ennis, who was sort of known for his 
sort of more adult take, his his kind of, uh, uh, you know, no-holds-barred storytelling, whether it's through Preacher or his Welcome Back, Back Frank run on Punisher, which is legendary at this point. Um, really, really great uh, series. Created this thing. And then um, along comes Kripke and decides to do it. And I think you you made the best point, Addy. Oh, also, you know, uh, uh, the rest of the people in the in the show, uh, you know, uh, Carl Urban, Jack Quaid, uh, the wonderful Anthony Starr, um, uh, Aaron Moriarty. Is it Moriarty? Yeah, that's a yep. cool name. Um, uh, and 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 lots and lots and lots of wonderful actors. You can look them up. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you said it best. This is the antidote to your superhero fatigue. If you have it, because it is so, they have gone so far in the opposite direction. Um, if you look at something like Thor, Love and Thunder, the childlike cartoonishness of that, and then the like the sex party episode of season three of, um, what was it called again? Herogasm. Herogasm. Like they are, for something that are, they're on the same, it's the same train. Right, it's running on the same tracks, but at one end of the train, there's a bunch of people killing each other with crossbows and having clown sex, and then on the other end of the thing, there's like everyone's having jello pudding and watching the Teletubbies. That's that's the chasm, but they're on the same track. Do you know what I'm saying? But they're also kind of not because they can do literally anything they want. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they are bound by nothing as far as storytelling is concerned, and season three was a perfect example of that. I mean, when we will talk about season three a bit more than everything else, only because uh, you know that's the most recent thing, and and they they pushed it even further, Um, and 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 it's a really it's not just all about the gore and the 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 lunacy of of how far they actually go, you know, the the episode of the guy with Ant Man's powers shrinking down and walking up someone's dick. And then sneezing because he's had too much cocaine and going full size and just turning this guy into mints. I laughed so hard because of its absurdity, not because it was like I, I enjoyed grotesquities or anything. I just, it's so absurd. Um, they really did answer the question what if Ant Man just went up Thanos's ass? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, there's still really great character development, particularly in that season where they start, you know, going down a path of using V themselves and, 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 you know, trying to combat the superheroes and Anthony Starr playing uh, 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 Homelander becoming more and more unhinged and then becoming almost like a QAnon sort of spokesperson, you know, this, this sort of intense figure. I mean, it's obviously a, a comment on, on the Trump presidency and, and how that kind of, volatile intensity can galvanize people who feel like their voice hasn't been heard and who probably have maybe not some great ideas about what needs to be changed in order to make their country the country they want it to be. And I, there is in air quotes, by the way, because it's, you know, America is, is stolen land too. So there's still a lot going on, even though it is really, really over the top and grotesque and funny. There's, there's, you know, the character stuff is, is, Second to none. Otherwise, you wouldn't watch. If it was just that nonsense stuff, you'd just skip through to all the all the gory bits, and you wouldn't get any of the story. Absolutely, and like watching the boys, like watching is watching a Mission Impossible film, and it, it feels like it because like if we go and like 
uh, going to interviews, Tom Cruise says that making making a Mission Impossible film is yeah, a crazy idea, and then you make a script around that crazy idea. Yeah, I think especially season three, it's been exactly that with every episode. Take like, for fuck's sake, we have Aquaman fucking an octopus. What else do you need? It's brilliant. You know, no shame. You know, the octopus is it's consensual. It's all consensual. So you know, in in this in this version of reality, he can talk to that octopus. You know, like he's not. He's not just grabbing any random octopus. They have a relationship. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful relationship, you know. But why not? Fuck an octopus. Better that than eat one like in Old Boy. So, that's, I'm pretty sure the octopus didn't consent to that shit. But, yeah, I do. And the, 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 the characters as well, I mean, they're clearly a spin on, you know, Homeland is definitely Superman and, and the Deep right. is Aquaman and... Uh, uh, um, a train is is the Flash. Uh, there was some interesting stuff this season around, you know, him sort of getting revenge and you know on some. It was a very, uh, you know, the, the character that he ended up murdering. By the way, spoilers for all this. They ended up murdering. There was a lot around the Black Lives Matter movement there, and and this guy being against that, and then A train being like doing what you know some people would want to do to those people who sound so irrational is just, you know, run them along the street at bolt speed until they turn into goddamn, you know, turkey meat. Um, it's, it's, they're, they're finding a way to bring these real things into, like I said, this stuff that is, is aping the unreal. Soldier Boy's Captain America, a thousand percent, you know, Maeve yeah. is a thousand percent Wonder Woman. And I think the thing that got me particularly from the very beginning is how if they these people and a, a perfect example is this Batman movie that's just been cancelled because of you know commercial reasons and money reasons. If these people really did exist, they would be privatized. They would be put into a corporate structure and they would be sold. That's absolutely the case. Fantastic Four has been doing that for years in the comics. They have always been a commodity. They have a fucking department that handles that stuff. You know, what I want to ask though is is so. I'm used to this stuff. Like the 90s were, <coughs> excuse me, rife with this kind of storytelling uh, from Garth Ennis in particular, you know, Preacher. Uh, it was a great series called Hitman. Um, but the, there was a turn uh, uh, at that period of time into the more adult, you know, more violent. It wasn't this tongue in cheek, but, you know, that kind of storytelling. And it's it, it has been a bit of an antidote, an antidote, an antidote to the DC Marvelification of, of all of these these properties, even newer stuff that's coming out, you know, like I was watching uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife the other day, you know, kidified, you know, made... The first Ghostbusters movie is fucking scary in parts. Afterlife yeah. is not, you know. So there, there has been a, a a market shift. Boys is, is subverting that. H- how do you view it as, as a person who... This, this kind of storytelling must be quite new. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to say, like, The Boys was my first ever, like, introduction. It was my first introduction to, like, superheroes not, not being glorified. Okay. Like, like, they're not heroes in this universe. And it was, like, no. like, the first episode, I was like, what the fuck? But I realized, holy shit. I kind of like these fuckers. Yeah, you can't help it, you know. And there's definitely, you know, there's voices there. Starlight, for instance, like, and also, you know, there's nothing funny about her introduction. 
Um, yeah. You know, what happens to her. Speaking very much of the time, um, the times that we're in. Uh, and then that person, you know, the deep is not redeemed for that. He's he's also painted as an imbecile. Like he's, he's clearly, you know, off his rocker. Um, but uh, there's no sort of, he doesn't he doesn't ever suffer for that um but she is she is a, a lighter sympathetic character um so is jack quaid's character as well um you know and, and then they become corruptible you know as well she starts playing the game uh and and he starts taking v and they they these people that you like i think the only one who's even close to 100% innocent is uh, mother's milk i think he's probably oh yeah yeah, the the one with the purest of heart, definitely. Oh, Frenchie's um, pretty good. Yeah, Frenchie's pretty good, but he's also like high 90% of the time. Yeah, he's he's clearly an <laughs> addict and, and has some issues and stuff. His his um his love story though, uh with um, Yeah. Kamiko. Kamiko is is so wonderful. That that episode where she that it's like a musical in the hospital. Yeah. I mean you throw a bit of musical in somewhere, I'm gonna watch. Yes, I love a musical. Me, it was so good. But yeah, you do find that the the people like Butcher's not terribly sympathetic. He's he his motivations are understandable, but where he up <clears throat> up and, up until season two though, not af- not after season two. Mm. Like after season two, he's just half for blood. He's like yeah. fuck all those fucking fucks who fly in the fucking air. Yeah, wow, that was a lot. Yeah, exactly. And and Homelander, you know, we'll talk about Anthony Starr in a second because there's a lot of really nuanced stuff going on there. It's why people, why he's a meme now, um, you know, because he is so expressive without actually having to say anything. But this, you know, the vendetta is is what you're following. It's the thing that is consistent throughout the storytelling. You know, no matter who drops off and who comes in, you know, you, you always have that through line of like Butcher is going after Homelander for killing and raping his wife and producing this kid, you know, and that's, you always want that to end up to be a really good situation where Butcher saves the kid. That's that's what you immediately think is going to happen. And then yeah. it's like, oh no, this, this, this kid is going to go with his father and learn to be, you know, learn to be in that environment, you know. That like... There's just so much here that's that's like reflective of of the times that we live in. It's like you laugh at it for a second and like after a second you think about it, it's fucking horrifying. Mm. Like the whole the whole thing with like the news and everything with Homelander coming, like when when Soldier Boy's out and he's 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 bursting out sonic booms, sonic booms. And Homelander goes on the news and says it's, it's safe to go out. That's that's exactly what everyone said in March of 2020, where everyone said it's safe to go out and then look where the fuck we ended up. Yeah. And it's like, I've studied journalism. I know what the, what kind of shit happens behind that camera and how many people are actually responsible of getting the news every single minute. And Jesus Christ, it's... They do it in a way that's truthful to what they're doing, yet it's entertaining and but like the truth shines so much. Mm. And like if you if you see season one, two, and three, you you'll see how they've progressively improved. 
like you see season one and season two they have they have a formula and i've and i've seen this show like i've i've seen season three just once but one and two i've seen twice so i've actually noticed it is that especially the first three episodes of season one season two they have a formula of 50 minutes of absolute bullshit and then the last 10 minutes and the last five minutes are going to be complete uh development of story and the the five minutes of complete development of story is what drives you to the next episode <laughs> absolutely the, which is which is not a bad thing to do don't, don't get me wrong it's it's something if you stay consistent people are going to catch on but they like they completely threw that off in season 3 and they literally had like a father son story here yeah. which is fucking bizarre <laughs> like i i remember like i think it was like the second episode of uh the legacy of spiderman when 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 uh when we ha- when we had the call and I was saying i have a crazy fucking theory that soldier boy can be like the uh, soldier boy and the liberty who was then stormfront could be the homelander's parents mm. and it's 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 not said but it's also very admitted that that could be the case yeah yeah they've they're kind of leading into that pretty hard um <laughs> it's it's interesting like they they've sort of they are taking things that are in the the populace like the zeitgeist of the time putting it in you know stormfront is a perfect example of that um but this uh the idea of uh lineage where do i come from uh you know and how does how does that inform who i am not just based on who your parents were but where you come from literally so uh, uh uh in terms of your past not not location who soldier boy was the time that he was in and the people that he was with and then you look at someone like noir who is severely deranged to the point where he sees cartoons around him because he's dealing he can't deal with trauma and and I think that that's really interesting because everybody's feeling a certain way at the moment everybody in the world has just you know been through the same trauma and no one's really processed it um we're all just getting on with our lives and yet where there's there's so much conflict in 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 places that there didn't used to be um and I think that's that's really present in this season because they're all you know fighting these battles that don't need to be fought you know um within themselves within their groups uh particularly between you know they the 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 uh um Jack Quaid and and Carl Urban uh, who's wonderful by the way um uh just such a such a great lead for this show uh, go off on their own to go and try Absolutely. and you know get soldier boy to you know one evil cancels out another evil no not so much um but that's what they go after and starlight interestingly you know becoming the corporate shield trying to play the game and then doing a complete 180 and going on to social media which is what social media is 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 painted a very particular way in this in this show um and 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 you know it is demonized accurately because it is a, a really horrible place there was so many untruths there but when she's standing there you know doing that thing uh, uh and then like saying there's people here who have died and and it's not safe and all that stuff and homeland is like oh it's fake news basically you know it's it's so of its time in a way that other yeah. stuff that is working in this genre is not um you know uh, again we'll just use it as an example because it's the most recent thing that's come out thor love and thunder is not of its time 
In fact, it's completely fucking tone deaf, if you, <laughs> if you ask me. Like, how you can have spoilers, everyone, for a little bit of, you know, Thor 4 chat here. If you haven't seen it, stop listening in three, two, one. The cancer subplot. Like, fuck you. You can't, you can't do that. That's not how you handle that at all, uh, in my opinion. I, I think that's, yeah, completely fucking tone deaf to, to, to the reality of what you're trying to talk about. Whereas this is this is very very real. This is very in the moment. It feels like it feels like it's written on a day to day basis. You know, before they get, you know, those seasons are written over a long period of time and then go into production well in advance of anything happening. But there is a prescience to this show that I really appreciate. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> just opening my drink. Sorry. And uh, the scene that you're talking about, where she's where she's. Uh, where she's basically quitting the seven. Yeah. Uh, that comes at the end of the Hero Gasm <clears throat> episode. And for me, that episode was the most uh, anticipated one because we're going to see superheroes having sex. Super cheap, which we never do. And there's a lot, there's a lot, but I was never, I was not expecting that. And I had my jaw just flat on the fucking floor. Because I was like, shit. Like this like the story has fucking stakes now. Like it's it's not just we're gonna get Soldier Boy and kill Homelander, like this shit matters and people died. Yeah. And it was it was so cool. Like on Instagram, Vought has it has an official page where they like release stuff and like news clips and everything it's like the marketing for the show is fucking fantastic it's pretty great yeah <laughs> and they like they release like the whole thing saying that what starlight did was wrong and all that shit and there was there was a there's a hashtag that went viral saying what lied and and people as it was so it was so fucking amazing because it felt like we were in the show because that was the hashtag that was going viral in the show as well yeah it's, I know it's it, fucking yeah. brilliant was it Vought lied and people died? Yeah. 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 I, it's <clears throat> it's so uh, in in the moment. Now. It's so uh, uh, where we are societally, um, while still being able to be funny and and and, and yeah. quirky and and have they, they're balancing that really well. The the very serious and 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 the common that we find in our everyday lives with the the supreme you know and i i've the the hero gasm maybe i'm jaded i don't know the hero gasm episode was like whatever the funniest part was when that huge dick came out and was like right in front of mother's milk and he was like do you want to get your love sausage out of my face like that was fucking hilarious and then she's starlight's like oh you know yeah he's human but he 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 eats pussy yeah. like you read about you know num, 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 num. like it was just so unexpected but the part in the the, the part that was you know most interesting about that episode was the fight between um yeah. Homelander and and uh because Homelander all of a sudden you know was was you, you give you give Butcher superhuman strength he's a better fighter than Homelander um because he's trained Fuck Homelander yeah. has been a strong person since he was a child he's always relied on being yeah. superhuman you know it's part of the reason that he's so deranged is because he's he has a superiority complex and and yeah and he, in, he has no Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, you do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just going to say that he has little to no training to how to fight. All he does is use his powers. 
Exactly. Yeah, he doesn't have any combat experience, um, and Soldier Boy does as well. Like he's he's an actual uh, a war veteran, even though he's like played so well by Jensen Eccles as being this slimy, you know, um, horrible drug addicted, you know, drug addled. Not to say that people who have addictions are, are horrible people, but he like doesn't give a shit. Like he's totally, you know, port- portrayed in that sense. Um, but I think probably, you know, the, the thing that's come out of this is everybody realizes Anthony Starr is a star, literally. Um, there is so much going on with his in his performance of Homelander. It, he is absolutely captivating. You can't fucking take your eyes off him. And the only time I remember being feeling that way about an actor playing the, a role of a, of a villain was Jack Nicholson in, in 1989's Batman. He's just, he's just electric. There is... He, the scene is is like he's like a black hole. The entire scene just gets sucked into the gravity of what he's doing, um, and he's playing it so nuanced. You know, no one can smile away anger the way that you know, he doesn't have to anymore because the character's going to a place where he's like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to be myself," and everybody yeah. starts loving it, and he's like, "Oh, holy shit!" You know, which is only going to make the matter worse. But when he had to sort of chew back his anger and his feelings that would then turn into him going up to the deep and telling him that he's fat or, or a train, you know, or, yeah. or ripping a person in half or whatever. Um, yeah. He, he plays the, and he, there's a sympathetic nature too, because he's a, a, a completely artificial creation. Like he's a creation of Vought. Yeah. Has been tormented and. I mean. Not raised correctly and, 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 and raised correctly in the sense that he was engineered in a lab, not that he had bad parents. But, yeah, he's... he's I mean, there is some sympathy if, you, if, you, if you think about it, he did kind of have bad parents. Well, yeah, I mean, technically, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's absolutely true. I miss but her. Yeah, I'm here. Though. She was so good <laughs> in that first season. And the milk thing's hilarious. Like, I mean, yeah. it's not hilarious, but it's just... It's not something that you would expect. Yeah. You go, oh, that's going to pop up in a fucking superhero something or other. I don't know what that's called, that, that, that particular fetish, but, you know, God love him, whatever he likes, apart from ripping yeah. innocent people in half. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that, where, he, where he laser beams that dude, you know, because he has the, he has the, the, the um, fantasy, I think it's the first or the second season, where he just cuts those people in half with his laser vision, and it's just a fantasy. Yeah, second season. It is the second season, yeah. And this time he actually does it and everyone's like, yeah. And like his face, the oh, he's gotten everything he's ever wanted. He's now, he, everybody loves him for who he actually is. Not the artificialness. What's the matter? While Eddie has a conversation with somebody outside the window, um, I'll just keep yeah. talking about how much I love uh, Anthony Starr. It's all good, man. Don't stress. Um, things get in the way. I'm, there's people outside right now doing doing all sorts of lawn work. So, um, yeah, he's finally accepted for the 100% pure version of who he is, as opposed to this property that that Vought totes out there to sell themselves. You know, buy the Homelander lunchbox kind of thing. He's like, this is me wholeheartedly, and everybody loves me and accepts me. Great, I can do no wrong now, which is interesting. When you talk about what might happen in season four, um, you know, where what's this story now? <clears throat> Is he going to end up president? He's a TV I mean, star. Yeah. 
you know um he's a he's a social celebrity i don't know what do you I mean, what do you see season four being season three was so fucking perfect in the sense that he asked the question of how far you can go hating something that you eventually become the thing you hate and it was it was consistent in Butcher's storyline where now we have just what eighteen months with Butcher, with which, with which I think it like there's there's no there's no the boys without Anthony Starr and Colorable, like a lot of pe- a lot of people like equate equate this to like uh, Daredevil, the show mm-hmm. when like a lot of people were asked uh, what's the one thing that you want the MC to have. And it would be like a coin, which we have like, if we have Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin, we have to have Charlie Cox's Daredevil like this. That, those are the two sides of the same coin. Like, like one side doesn't work without the other. Sure. And with with how things are going with Butcher, how, I can see season four being the last, which would be the case because, Eric, because the showrunner who ran first five seasons of supernatural said he left after five seasons because he because he had nothing else nothing else to tell yeah and because now he's the main shore and he has the power to do literally anything he wants mm. so i think this this would this would really be like a could be a really amazing way to just book in the show where it's like it's so high that you got it like there's like there's no way anything else like tops the boys. Like something that can come like a bit closer could be season two of Invincible, but that's also like yeah. You, 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 I mean, there you have the seven as well with fucking Omni Man being uh, Superman. Mm. It's, it's the same shit. But I mean, you brought on Love and Thunder. It's like Thor, Love and Thunder, as in. This is Homelander's coming of age story, but he's just—he's just very, very powerful. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it can go in a good way, which is Thor, Love and Thunder, and then this—this this is the realistic way where he would fucking lose the people in the shit and just say anything bad yeah. about him. The, the the hopefulness it's, in 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 the you know the MCU that the the good people will do the right thing in the end um, is 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 a nice sentiment. If if somewhat naive to the way that human beings actually are, I'm not saying that there aren't really good people out there who, once imbued with godlike abilities, wouldn't do the right thing. But there'd be an awful lot of people who wouldn't, um, you know, people who would use that power for for bad things, um, or for at yeah. least to overpower people, you know, and become yeah, or to just like to just their benefit. Yeah, just uh, to make money. You know, it's, yeah. it's um, you know, it's the 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 allegorically like Spider Man. You know, he gets his superpowers, thinks he can make a bit of money, you know, wrestling because he's got super strength, and and you know, he ends up karmically suffering for that. I mean, I'm not saying that's the correct thing to happen, but you know, there is a a, a very human vein in all of these people, in all of these flawed people uh, that that we're talking about in the boys um particularly the villains you know the way that they're seen like a train trying to rebrand rebrand himself as well is 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 you know and the way that people react to that 
is is so yeah. you know everybody wears their identity on their sleeves these days you know and it, and in some ways that's really good because it affords you the opportunity to be upfront with people straight on you know we're in a time where you know things like uh, you know political affiliations sexual orientation you know just the way that you feel about everything can be on the tip of your tongue you don't have to be so guarded but it also you know leaves the opportunity for scrutiny um, and th- and they are the perfect example of that you know someone like Maeve who has to hide her sexuality um, because of the figure that she is uh, you know in these times is a very backwards kind of way of thinking yeah. um, you know, but would be something that would be under consideration you know in very particular parts of America as well you know the Bible belt kind of place where that they those those you know ways of being are still frowned upon um, and they don't hang a hat on it you know they never they never make it you know not everything about Maeve is about her sexuality not everything about a train is about his his race like there's broader themes going on but they do touch on it enough to so that you have to think about it for a second and don't dismiss it yeah it's 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 very much there uh compared to like dc or or marvel where they try and put that in the background it's in the background here but it's also very very vividly visible yeah yeah it's they don't like i said there's no hey, look at what we're doing. We're so inclusive or we're so ahead of our time or, you know, we understand issues. Uh, but they're just putting it in there and going, this is something that these people would have to deal with because they're human beings on planet Earth. Um, whereas, you know, again, I'm not ragging on Marvel because they're two very different things. It's, you know, it's comparing hot sauce to bun yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's comparing two things that aren't the same. Um, but there is a there is a... A very sterileness to the where the, the the themes of those things never touch on, you know, the things about about sexuality or you know uh, uh, racial relations or you know any any broad societal issue because they're too busy throwing colours and shapes at you, you know, because they're kids' films. That's kind of what I've what Thor has and everything that's kind of come after Endgame has done. Well, not to get off track of boys, but. Boys is an example of again the antidote to this. They've all been like, "Who's who's buying this stuff? It's kids. It's kids who are buying this stuff. We need to we need to lighten it up." You know, even something like uh, Doctor Strange having all those new characters in it—that's toys. You know, I, I just they're, they're. I think they're more focused on how do we how do we sell these things as opposed to how do we tell the best story and you know what's what's happening right now we were talking about before about the with the Batgirl picture and whatever's going to happen with Flash and Supergirl and all that stuff it's it's all about how do we sell these things not how do we how do they talk to people how do they speak to people how do you relate to them as human beings yeah i mean we need we need the boys in like the most oh, the most weird way it's like there's there's no way the boys exists without MCU and DCU, but I mean, of course, like when they started making the show, they they, they would have seen the success that MCU has had. That pe- people are like into superheroes, but that's just the catch. That's that's 
that's the, that's the chicken part and i find like i find it so interesting that like I, like when i watch it when i watch an episode of voice i'm not there for like the fight i'm there to see how much shit we're in mm. and how the fuck we can get out of it like and like just just going back to anthony stark is the man's a beast i have never like I do, I don't like the Nolan pictures. I think the Joker there was okay. I think Walking Phoenix's Joker was also okay. I've never felt so uncertain and so afraid of a character more than Homelander. Whenever he's on screen I'm like shit. Yeah. But I'm also so excited cuz it's him and I really want to see what he does. Yeah. Like it's the performance is 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 magnetic, but he is it's panic-inducing every time he pops up, especially when he's around another character, especially when he's his altercations with Starlight in season three. Because you don't know this this show does even though the core cast is all still alive, the stakes are so high. You don't know who's going to be next. There's nothing telling yeah. you that these people have to live. They're, they're not. I don't know if they're sticking to the what what the stories were in the comic books. I'd assume they deviate in some fashion, but I think. That threat, again, just to go back because we're, we're just talking about something that's just come out. Thor's not going to get killed, you know. I mean, Endgame's yeah. one thing. Like, everybody knew there was a big death coming because, you know, they, they it had to have some gravity to it. It had to have some weight to it. Sorry, not gravity. Um, but, you know, they they released the schedule for these pictures and be like, yeah, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, well, I'll way to take away all the fucking threat in any of those movies, you know, because now we know that all the people who are cast are going to cast in the next five too. The boys, you don't have that luxury. They, they you know, the series opens and you're like, okay, it's been picked up for another season, but they don't say who's going to be in it yet. You know, there was nothing yeah. stopping them from killing Butcher at the end of season three. Absolutely nothing. Uh, you know, apart from the fact that Carl Urban is a fucking pimp and he should yeah. he should be in everything at least once he should fucking jesus all this brouhaha yeah. around you know disney remaking live action versions of their cartoons or whatever and and and, and everything just make him the little mermaid <laughs> make him pocahontas <laughs> make and then you you get you, you get all out of the way all out of the way of all the problems you just it, it's carl urban one man show everything that's all i want for for life now the genie all of them. I just really like Carl Urban. He's a fucking solid actor too. He's a really good character actor. Yeah. He is. I like him a lot. And uh, yeah, he was in the Lord of the Rings. So he yeah. was. Who is he? Boromir or Foromir or Saruman or no. Sodomy or Sodomy? Jesus <laughs> Christ! Oh, sardine tins. What was his name? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's he's the commander of um, the Rohirrim. Riders of Ro, yeah, the Rohirrim. Rohirrim, yeah. And he's, yeah. What's his name in it? The, the, I don't fucking know, man. Oh man! <laughs> there are there are so many LOTR fans just screaming at their phones around, going, "It's fucking this one!" All right, hang on, let me see. <laughs> Carl Urban with a K. There's a really good, his IMDb picture is him as a cowboy and it's from a movie called Comanche Moon and Jesus, look at that. Wow. What a dish. He's such a dude. 
he was great in Dread as well. Okay, in Lord of the Rings, he was Eomir? E-O-M-E-R. Yeah, Eomir. Eomir. There you go. God, he's been in some good stuff too. Oh, he was in a Thor picture. That's right. Yeah. The best one yet. In Riddick. Oh, he's Bones in the Star Trek pictures. Yeah, he's great. I really like him. Oh, he's good in, in, in that Bourne picture. Anyway, stop looking at IMDb, Riggs. Um, <laughs> so, you're wasting everybody's time. Um, but yeah, it's uh, like the, the, I think the irreverence of the show is, is really critical for this period of time. I, I was honestly not super jazzed for this season for whatever reason. I was just like, man, there's so much superhero stuff. Like I had such a fatigue on it when I went the other night to see, um, uh, 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 official competition, the, the Spanish language film with Antonio Banderas and, 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 um, Penelope Cruz. I was just mystified by the fact there was no seat. As far as I can tell, there's no CG. It was just people in a room having a conversation you know, comedy and some quirkiness. Like that's a brilliant film. If you get a chance to see it, by the way, official competition is my movie of the year. I loved it. Um, but I was so taken aback by there not being any laser beams or people doing flips or anything. It was, it was really refreshing. And I, I was feeling a little bit that like it was post kind of, uh, uh, Dr. Strange two and, and, and all that stuff when the, when the new series, the boys came out and I you know, I'm going to jump back in. Cause I, I, I like the story. I like what goes on. And, um, and yeah, it just got me. It just hooked me again the same way that it did when I took a punt on it way back when, just thinking, oh, this is based on a cool comic. I like Garth Ennis. Let's check it out. And um, yeah, it's it's it'll be one of those ones that that ends quickly. Like it won't go for a seasons after seasons after seasons. It'll be, like you said, either wrap up next season or maybe season five or something. And yeah. <clears throat> it'll be for better for it. You know, once that story's over, I know they're doing a spinoff, which is yeah based around the, a university. Yeah, I mean it's based. Uh, yeah, the, it's. Ba- I think it's based on um, just young or like the younger generation of uh, of the experiments. Right. So it's like it's like Homelander versus a university. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I get it. So it's kind of like well, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that'll be whatever it's, it is, but maybe that takes over. It's not going to be like The Walking Dead, how you've got The Walking Dead, fear The Walking Dead, feed The Walking Dead, you know, massage The Walking Dead, make sure The Walking Dead has, you know, plenty of snacks for their trip. Um, I don't know, perform unusual experiments on them. All these Walking Dead shows happening concurrently. Um, this It seems like The Boys will probably end next season, season five, and then this thing will take over, which is totally cool. Yeah. But I think once once the story of... Of Butcher and and Homelander is is, and it ends with one of them dying. Let's face it, or both. Yeah. Of them. Um. Once that story is closed, I think that that ends the loop, and you can move on, and you can tell other stories in that universe. Um. But but that, but that story is done. Yeah, it, it's very contained in that sense, and I'm totally cool with that. I'm totally cool with it. You give me what you give me, and then in a few years' time, it'll be remembered really fondly, as opposed to yeah, you know, like people got really sick of The Walking Dead. You know, or people were really upset with the ending of Sopranos. You know, De- Dexter probably went for three seasons too long. Stuff like that. You kind of think, ah, oh, man, if only they'd had the presence of mind to to tighten it up when they needed to. And I think that the luxury of being on a streaming platform like this that has the money to throw at a show, you can kind of do that and then go, oh, well, what's next? What are we going on to? 
um, you know, there's some integrity around the storytelling part of it. Yeah, and it's like it's, it's so refreshing and like just it makes you so happy to see like that that this just exists. Yeah, and like it, everyone who likes superheroes should watch the show, and everyone who hates superheroes should watch the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's absolutely the case. I've had people going, I, I hate Marvel shit. I hate DC shit. They watch The Boys and they're like, oh, fuck, this is baller. You know, this is exactly what I need. Um, and it's so, again, we talk about the, the the gratuitousness of it, you know, the the, the sexual stuff and the, uh, uh, you know, the, the uh, what do you call it? Uh, the gore. Yeah, the gore factor of it. It's so over the top. It... You know, some people are probably offended by it, but it's so over the top. It's it's doing it's doing the thing that other superhero movies are doing with just reality, but this is doing it in a way that says people are made out of flesh and bone, and this is what happens when someone explodes out of their penis. Um, but yeah. it's done in such a, a comical way. It's so over the top. You can't help but laugh. It's like a Tarantino film. It's like the last act of Django. The last yeah. act of Django Unchained is such a fucking overblown, blood-soaked, you know, kill fest. Uh, you can't help but laugh at parts because it's so obscene um, and and so unrealistic. I think that kind of it benefits from that because then you can, <clears throat> then when they do have the more dramatic moments, you can latch on because there is so much unreality going on too. So, um, final thoughts, Addy, on on the boys and 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 where, what you think might happen next year or in two years or whatever the fuck we get the next one. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean they're, they're starting to shoot this August. Which is, is that for, right? Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, so, I guess we'll get like a, a trailer or a teaser in like early twenty twenty three. Okay. And again, we get. We get season four in summer of 2023. So mid I think that's, yeah, that's the way to go. Jesus, man, a whole year's worth of, well, a whole year, eight episodes or whatever in a year. And it's high quality stuff. Like the, the CG is really good and, and, and the, you know, the costuming and the, the um, you know, the set design. Like this isn't cheap. And writing the scripts as well. They're great scripts. It's, um, yeah, the turnaround's really impressive. Um, yeah, well, I can't wait. Make it happen again. I can't wait either. Yeah. Uh, the one. What was, oh, no, you froze. Well, what did you say? Sorry, you froze for a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's the noise you make when you freeze. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so what were you saying? The one thing that. You just were laughing at me doing that, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. That's, I was making a funny shapes, everybody who can't see this. Um, I've got all these videos saved. I should start putting them out. Uh, one thing that you want to see, sorry? Yeah. The one thing I want is that maybe we get Black Noir back. Because that shit hurt, man. Yeah. He he went out in a way that was fucking rad. It, was, like- it was such a... Because, again, that character is really unusual and, you know, you shouldn't feel that much for someone who's as... as, as- like- He's had he's had no dialogue throughout the show. Yeah, I still care for him. Yeah, this is a good character, and and it was always going to end that way. Like, and and also yeah. the, you know, for as evil as he is, the pain that Homelander felt killing him, 
because he's like, you're the only one I really trust, you know, and to, to have to taken away from him. Um, yeah, a really po- poignant moment. Yeah, I'd love to see that as well. I'd love to see um, uh, Starlight be be one of the really big um, uh, uh, cogs in the wheel of stopping Homelander in the end. Um, I think she's earned that. Uh, no, I'm not just talking for representation or whatever. I, I just mean that character has earned it, uh, regardless of her, you know, sex or race or creed or any of that stuff. Just that character. Um, and and Butcher also needs to. He needs some peace. He's such an angry yeah. man. Um, he's very confused. He doesn't know how to relate to people properly. Um, nothing's ever his fault. You know, uh, he won't accept liability for anything until something goes really wrong and he has that sort of fevered dream and wakes up and, you know, remembers what happened to his brother. Um, yeah, he needs, he needs to find some, some peace because he's, he's a very hurt person and that, that would be... Yeah, and if that peace is the peace to be found in, in either, um, you know, putting all this behind him or, you know, being able to raise that young boy, get him out of the mind, the brainwashing... Um, you know, or if indeed that that is like Tony Stark, it means that he has to. It means that he has to pass on. You know, as long as the story intent is is correct, I'm happy. And then just and then Carl Urban can go and be in everything that everything that we want him to be in Disney. Um, you know, he can be he can be all the clocks and the footstools and everything. And the he could he do all that and he could be the Beast and he could be Bella. Like you know, Carl Urban's yeah. Beauty and the Beast sounds fantastic. One plate. Yeah, a one-man play, and then that's tip, and then put it into the theaters. Yeah, why not? Why the fuck not? Yeah. So, um, so that's the boys, ladies and gentlemen. Do check it out. It's fantastic on Amazon Plus, Amazon Prime Plus, Prime, whatever it is. Fucking backflips, just do it, Jeff Bezos. Um, and uh, we're gonna go on now to some question time. Do we have some? We have some questions today. Yes, we do have some questions before going to. Going into questions, I want to ask you something. Oh, okay. Do you have a pitch for this week? A pitch? Yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot about our pitch segment. Um, Not really. <laughs> now that you've put me on the spot. Uh, About, like, about, bo- about the boys or? About anything. Like, about anything. okay. I didn't, um, I didn't really come prepared for that. That's all right. I'll help you out here. Yeah, um, you go. No, I'll help you out um, because I have a pitch, but okay. not for the boys. So, what? What do you? What's the one thing you want from season four of the boys? <clears throat> I think it'd be cool if they took Homelander's power away from him. Somehow he became depowered and and made him more angry, and it turned him into. A full-on militant nut job without any powers, and that they're now fighting a human being um, who is, you know. So then he has to he has to, uh, you know, develop a way of living without being invulnerable. Like imagine what imagine that what what would do to your head, you know? It's like the the old adage about um, Wolverine. You know, you're a person, you're a young person, and all of a sudden you realise that you're invulnerable. You know, what happens when you realize that? What happens when you realize you're not aging? You know, like scary yeah. questions. What happens to a person who's only known strength and had that taken away from them? Um, you know, they would become, especially a person like Homeland, would become increasingly 
irrational and deranged, uh, either trying to get that power back or punishing the people who took it from him. So I think, yeah, if you took away his power and had him go full like evil punisher, make it happen. Yeah, I mean, I reckon they take away his power and then he becomes president and they're fucked all over again. Yep, yep. That's pretty cool. If he became president at the end of the series and that was it and they stopped making it, I'd be like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Not everything has to have a happy ending. Why? What's your pitch? I want to hear about it now. Yes. My pitch uh, is is kind of... He's kind of going back to the nerd news segment with Batgirl and everything. Okay. I have a trilogy. I have a trilogy to pitch again this time. Uh, for Batgirl? Uh, no, okay. not Batgirl. Shoot, I'm excited. Uh, but but our boy Degression. Oh, the main man. Love it. The, the first, the first date we fell in love with. Yeah, it's true. It's absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite dick yeah. great great tab on Pornhub sorry keep going <laughs> <laughs> so a trilogy of Grayson pictures does it start with him as Robin uh yeah it's like the first 20 minutes is him Robin okay and then he's like, yes yeah, so like it's like it's just like flashbacks with Batman and everything first um first room just just normal nightwing stuff like not saving the world or any kind of shit, just stopping crime, uh, getting, just rescuing a dog, get, getting the relationship with Barbara Gordon right, you know, all the all the cool stuff. All the stuff from the from the Tom Taylor on, yeah. He's got to get Bitewing. Yeah. He's got to get his little pup. It's so cool. And uh, the first the first one ends with uh, him realizing that Joker killed Jason. Oh, okay. And the second one is him going back to Gotham and trying to take care of Bruce and also being Nightwing and then having this kind of uh, moral fight where Bruce is like, I'm too old for this and I'm, and you need to be Batman and him seeing where he came out of and that having that, uh, that fatherly feeling for him to be Batman and him realizing that he's, he's not that person. Yeah. Even though Bruce raised him, he's he's not the person that Bruce wanted him to be. He's he's better than Bruce mm. in ways, but he's also not. And like Bruce, Bruce in this one is like is an is an old Bruce and is very bloodthirsty, but he can't do anything because he's old. Okay. Like I I don't want him to be like so young that he could just put on the cowl again. And be Batman again. Like I, I want Batman to have been like retired and in legend, forgotten. Yep. And then the second picture ends with the like Bruce is in the Batcave alone, and Dick has left him and told him that he's not he's not going to be his vengeful son, but is going to be the one that takes care of everyone else. And uh, he's left Bruce. And at the end of the film, we have we have a clip where that's it's it's the exact introduction of red hood from the comic space just a security camp footage that's cool yeah man and then the third picture is uh dick grayson trying to find out who red hood is and then he finds out who red hood is and then the last 30 minutes of the third film is 
um, Revenge of the Sith, like the okay. fight between Anakin, Anakin and Obi Wan. Yep, that's the last. That's the last act of the third film. That's and, awesome. Yeah. I love it, man. Sold. You know what would be would be really good is that they would make half of the first one and then cancel it. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't too say soon? that. <laughs> it's fucking too <laughs> soon. Too fucking yeah, too soon. It is too man. soon. It happened yesterday. Well, I'm sold. Disney, if you're listening. Oh, no, it's not Disney, is it? Hi, Disney Plus here. We don't own that property, actually, so fuck off. Um, Disney Plus is so rude. Uh, you know, Warner Brothers will we'll be giving you a call shortly uh, as soon as they do their taxes. You you have no right to complain about Disney Plus being so rude. You practically threw him off the fucking podcast last episode. Well, look, he should just insinuate himself whenever. Well, I should actually because, you know, got a stake in this. Keep talking about my shit. You can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Sitting there listening to a person have an argument with himself. I'm like a ventriloquist up in here. Anyway, do we have some questions after that wonderful pitch? Yes, we do. You want to do some questions? Let's do question time. What is question number one? Are you excited for the spin-off shows? Um, I think there's only been one announcement for the spin-off show. There's an animated like an anthology of animated movies set in the the universe of boys that's currently available i think it's actually on prime but i haven't i haven't checked it out let us know in the comments if it's if it's worth it worth a look um yeah i'm interested to see you know what the teen drama version of this is sure it's just going to be gotham knights really but fucking super violent and with people having premarital sex what it is (laughs) It's true. All these college-age students <clears throat> putting yeah. things in places. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. All consensual. All consensual again. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> Does that answer your question, yeah. person who was legitimately wondering if we were excited about the next show? I am. Uh, it'll be cool. Yeah, I am. I, I, want, I want more of this uh, universe, but I want... I want the boy story to be told first. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice, a nice round ending to that, and then move on to something else. Don't, don't try and don't muddy the waters with too much stuff. Walking Dead. Ooh, this is this is an interesting one. Okay. Uh, favorite character, favorite scene, and favorite song used in the show. Oh shit! The needle drops. I wouldn't be able to tell you. I can't, I can't remember them off the top of my head. Um. <clears throat> Favorite character, I probably won't go with the obvious. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously you want to say Butcher um, or Homelander for that matter. But, um, well, if that's the obvious one, then my favorite one is not, is not in the obvious radar. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's who you would obviously say. But I, I, I really like. Uh, Frenchie, I, I I I relate to him because, you know, he wants to do the right thing so badly, but his parts of him are incapable of making those right decisions because of his history and because of his his afflictions and things. Um, but he's so sweet 
and uh, he cares about people so much. I, I yeah, I really do. I really dig Frenchie. He's great. Um, favorite scene. Yeah, I think it's probably the music of this season or of the whole thing. Doesn't let's say. let's focus on this season because yeah, um, okay, because it's yeah, well, I, I, the, the yeah the scene um uh in in the second season where um uh, butcher walks away from the kid is heartbreaking. But in terms of season three, um yeah, the musical sequence with Miko and Frenchie, I fucking loved it. It just it just hit me at the right moment. I just really needed it. <laughs> And it was it was it was beautiful. So, what about you? Um, yeah, our favorite character is MM by the smoke. Beautiful, yeah, such a great person. Yeah, <clears throat> do you know do you know why he's called Mother Smoke? No, like, I, what's sure the origin not. of that name? What? Sorry. Uh, the origin of that name in the comics is that Mother Smoke is actually a soup. Like oh. Okay. Spoilers for the comics, um, and like yeah, so he got he got his powers because because his mother smoke. Right. So so in the comics, that character has powers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you I go. I mean, like like all he all he has is super strength, which is not far off from what we have seen of uh, mother smoke. Yeah, maybe maybe season four they reveal that he had them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe he doesn't know that he did, but he kind of did. Yeah. That that I Ooh. like that thread as well, how you found out that the reason yeah. that he fights soups is because um Soldier Boy killed his his fucking neighborhood yeah. basically. But yeah, just just destroyed the building and, and, and um killed his family. That's that's pretty cool. Sorry, what were you gonna say? I'm you went Ooh, yeah. like a fucking like a full chimp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's, that was a very serious note. I just cheered before that. <laughs> yeah. Chimp away. <clears throat> uh, yeah. I mean, what if, like, the end of the boys is... And it can not be one fight, but, like, it's Butcher and MM. Like, that would... Pretty cool. Bunch yeah. of just a slugfest. Two guys just, you know, throwing their fucking meat hooks at each other. I'd love it. Uh, meaty fists um yeah cool all right well what's your what's yeah. your favorite scene then um jesus jesus isn't in it uh no well he kind of is yeah i guess like yeah. in season in season one yeah uh my favorite scene it's a it's a weird one but it's um it's after like the whole musical thing. I, th- I think it's in like the last. I think it's in the second last episode, or the last one. I think where uh, Kamiko and French are in like the in the in a room, and French is like going back and forth with if he wants to if he wants to work with Butcher or not because he's been treated so badly by so many people, and Kamiko says like signs uh, that. You know they they kids and felt weird because because they're not that but they're more than that they're they're family, and they they complete each other and it's and it doesn't matter what they do as long as they're together. Yeah, and it was just it was just very sweet. Like I I didn't expect that to come out of the show. Wait, no, it did. not at all. That the, the their relationship in particular this season has been really interesting, especially when she lost her powers. Like the idea of maybe oh, her yeah. life could be something different was. Yeah, 
Loves it. Really beautiful. And do you remember any of the needle drops? I, I, I can't tell you. Like I, if I there's heard a lot of Billy from then, but yeah, there's a lot of Billy Joel in the show because who likes Billy Joel? I also but, like Billy Joel. Like, yeah, like I do. Uh, my, I was just say like my favorite one is. Uh, it's actually it's a song that's used in the in the score for a man from Uncle, and it's just. But I have to I have to play it so like, so you can remember. Just okay. uh, give me a second. Yeah, that's all right. In the interim, I'll just say Billy Joel wrote a song called "Piano Man." There's an awful lot of harmonica in that song for a piano man song. There's a lot of piano as well, but just think about it. Next time you listen to that song. Just hear how much harmonica there is. Did you find it? Yeah, I found it here. Okay, here we go. Listen, everybody. So, the, so the, yeah, it's called, the song is called Take You Down. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the, so I don't get copyright. I'm only going to play a few seconds. That's okay. This is an episode one of season one where uh, Butcher drives his car into Translucent and kidnaps him. Yep. It's the first time he's like, and he takes uh, takes Huey into under his wing, sort of. Yeah, yeah. And if this is this is what place. Awesome! I'm going. I, I really like that song. It's fucking I remember. Fantastic. I remember it from Man from Uncle, not that one. But yeah, I'll drop some in. Yeah. All right. What was question number yeah. three? Wait, hold up. We have to make this the, the song thing work. So, one second. I'm not going to play the song. I'm just sending you it. Okay, yeah. Send that to me and then I'll, I'll, I'll actually drop it into the episode. <clears throat> ah! Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's the one. Yep. Um, <clears throat> question number three is uh, Homelander versus Superman. Who would win? What Homelander, because what? But because he did, he he like if let's let's say for for argument's sake, Homelander is definitely just as strong as Superman. Okay, that haven't been proven, but that's you know he has all the same powers roughly. If they're of exactly the same ability, Homelander wins because he is willing to go places that Superman isn't. Yeah, but Superman's also a fighter. Like Homelander, Homelander doesn't know how to fucking fight. Yeah, he but doesn't know, all he needs to he do is just get in, in, in the wrong position for one second and it'll tear his head clean off. You know what I'm saying? That's right. But yeah, you are right. Superman is a veteran hero who, <laughs> who has, you know, understands strength but is also, yeah, a fighter. Absolutely. I mean, a good question would be Homelander versus Omniland who would win. That would be yeah. a fight to watch. That'd be a, but then they'd probably get along in the end. Because <laughs> they both fucking hate yeah, so they might. That and might uh, and fuck, it's both Amazon properties. They can actually fucking do that. They could, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, make I mean, like Homelanders. Yeah, make it happen, man. I mean, like Homelanders. Whole thing is that he wants to be loved. Yeah, and all and Omni Man's whole thing is that he's devoid of love. Mm. Where at the end he finds love, kind of, or realizes that he loves. It's 
it would be a very it would be a very good very interesting thing to watch yeah i completely agree. like not even them fighting just just the dialogue would be just very interesting mm. very egotistical so yeah yeah do you think Soldier Boy will return, or maybe Jared Jensen Ackles, the guy who, the guy who was with Jensen Ackles in Supernatural? Oh, I Jared Padlecki. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. Joining, yeah, Jared Padlecki came boys. into it doing something, but he's busy being Walker Texas Ranger probably. But um, I would like to see Jensen Ackles return just because I think he's he's really good at both sides of that like of the comedy part of that and the seriousness he was really good at that in supernatural as well he would turn on a dime from being you know the funniest thing in the scene to being the most heartbreaking or the most dangerous you know so yeah bring him back i, I would like to have that happen i'm not going to say it will but i would like it to yeah i mean they do they do keep the possibility open where he's just he's just back where where we saw him in in the beginning of the season He's been winter soldier. He's just in, yeah, he's been winter soldier yeah. for the better. But that's, that was like, I only had two complaints this season. It was one that Huey didn't have a lot to do. Like he was just there and things were happening. Whereas in season one, and especially in season two, he's, he's doing a lot of stuff. G- given that, that, he, that he does take Huey and does try to help in the wrong way. But, and and my second problem was that nothing nothing quite changed with Soldier Boy. Like he was there, and then like they kept they went like he was back. Mm. Like, but everything around changed, so that was, that was good. I I really do enjoy Jensen Ackles. This is the first time I've ever seen him in, in any other stuff. But yeah, he's been busy making Supernatural for the last. 13 years so he hasn't really been in a lot of stuff he 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 does the voice of jason todd in under the red hood the animated movie what yeah and he also does the voice of batman in the part one and part two of the long halloween animated films that came out last year shit yeah he's great his performance of of robin in under the red hood is gut-wrenching like for a vocal performance where he's like, "Why didn't you kill him for me?" Like, just it it gives me goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Great actor. Yeah. And also, I like did not actor. know that. Yeah, check it out again. You'll hear it now when you when you hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, bring Jensen Ackles back, and I wouldn't mind uh, the guy who was with Jensen Ackles in Supernatural. Yeah. To come back. Had like to, even to, just for an episode or yeah. something, and he's he, he plays Gigantor, and he's like a human dude. He's a huge dude because he is a huge dude. I'm not saying he's a Gigantor because he's what six foot six or whatever he is. I mean, have him come back as a giant person. You know, that would be pretty fun. Like giants, as in like actual like mythical creature giants, not like no, like no, like Ant Man when, when he when he goes when he goes yeah. giant in, in in yeah, like so he's the thing. And J- Jensen Eccles, Soldier Boy, like jumps like a bullet through his head <laughs> it's just covered in blood and effluvia would be great yeah that would be right? pretty cool right yeah he's a giant and he's only in for one episode and soldier boy just goes right through his head or homelander whoever just be fun yeah all right last question Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> It's questions time again, I'm always get silly. I can't help myself yeah. every time. 
Um, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Um, to release the Batgirl movie. <laughs> that would be one of them. Um, it, it, okay, altruistically and 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 like hedonistically. So altruistically, I I, I wish that I could remove illness from people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like if someone was sick, I could heal them. Hedonistically, I I want Aquaman's powers. I want to be able to swim to the deepest depths and and have be really strong and have Jason Momoa's beautiful hair and tattoos and tattoos tattoos and also uh be able to talk to animals not just fish i want to be able to talk to all animals that'd be great uh but so so you don't want that power to fuck fish i don't need to fuck them no i mean uh, you never know i mean if i'm down there for long enough i maybe i'll start getting an inkling but who knows it's it's uh no judgment on on aqua people who have consenting sex with squid, you know, um, in fictional TV series. <laughs> I just think it'd be cool. To be I'm sorry. To the deepest depths and and you know go down there and talk to the fish and you know be fun. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was just right there, so I had to ask. Oh, it's totally fair. You know, that's the first question you should ask if someone says they want to be able to breathe underwater. Why? So you can fuck fish. <laughs> no. So that's a an escalation from I would like to have gills to I want to have sex with, you know, echinoderms and, and, and other mollusk. You know what I mean? Heard about Regs? No. What's what's up with it? He breathes underwater now. That's incredible. How do you get that power? Neither here nor there. But guess what? What's that? He fucks mollusks. You mean those things that stick to the side of boats when you don't clean them? That's right. We're two people who have the same voice again. <laughs> Talking about Regan, who we also sound like. I need to put on a vocal performance. Sorry, I make you spit everywhere then. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, God. We always get yeah. back to dicks in fish or otherwise. Yeah. Um, what about you, sir? What would you like to be able to do? Yeah. Um, see, I'm not a good person when it comes to superpowers. What do you I mean? just hold them to myself. That's um, I like to be. I would like to be invisible. Okay. Yeah. Do, do, for to what end? So that you can steal stuff. Uh no. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, who's to say? Um. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah, I, I could turn it on and off like the human torch. Okay. Yeah. Would you would you do it and then and then like, you know, move things that people don't want moved, <laughs> confuse the shit out of them and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're you're a, you're a, a mischief. You're a god of mischief, is what you are, and I'll have it. Yeah. You know, that's totally fine. God damn it! Where the fuck did I put my <laughs> phone again? I just put it down. Addy, are you in here? <laughs> I'm standing there with you know a handful of. <laughs> of powder and a handful of feathers or something, just like throwing it in different corners, looking for invisible Addy. Where'd he go? <laughs> Stop moving my fucking toothbrush. I haven't got a spare. <laughs> then I just hear your giggling in the corner. I know you're here, motherfucker. I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna cover, I'm gonna paint you. 
Do it though. <laughs> the idea of you in my house invisible giving me the shits is really funny. Like I go, I light a candle or something like that and you blow it out and I light it again, you blow it out. Fucking Addy, cut it the fuck out. And then I find out it's just a regular ghost. <laughs> You're like, dude, I'm at home on another continent. Oh, does that mean I have my house is haunted? Yes, it does. You should move. I've seen poltergeist. Yeah. Nonsense. Well. That, that reminds me of like the, the, the old man in the first Sonic film. That's the second trying to convince the town that this blue creature running around. Yeah. He fucking beeps. <laughs> and like Sonic, Sonic messes with him and he says, I knew you were real. And Sonic says, no, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. That would be you. Eddie, are you here? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay then. Yeah. Well, after all that nonsense, that's the end of the show for the day, everybody. Thank you so much for coming again and listening to us rant about all of the fucking shit we ranted about. It's such a pleasure. Please do come back again next week. We don't have a topic as yet, but it's always good fun. And um, yeah, follow, like, and subscribe. Uh, we're on Spotify and Amazon Music. Rate and review where you can. And um, Addy, you're wonderful. You're beautiful. Let's do it again next week. Let's do it again next week. Uh, to everyone listening, uh, stay amazing and stay safe. And uh, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.